How do you get started on Amazon? My name is Stephen Pope. I'm the founder of My Amazon Guy, and I have personally launched hundreds of my own products on Amazon, many are very successful, others not so much. I also work with more than 250 brands uh, managing full service on everything that they need to do from PPC and SEO, design and catalog work with over 300 employees at My Amazon Guy. So when I talk today about how to get started on Amazon, I'm going to be taking this back to the basics, down to the beginner tutorial level. And if that's what you're looking for, keep watching. The first thing you need to do when you get started on Amazon is you probably need to start set up a business, an LLC. I personally like S-Corps, but most people, I'd say eight or nine out of 10 people, will go with an LLC. The reason you need to do this from the get-go is because it helps set up your Amazon business account correctly. And when you go to open up a Seller Central account, which is your second step, if you have the business infrastructure set up correctly, it will just make things go a lot smoother and you won't have any challenges. One thing to keep in mind when you're opening up an Amazon account is you're going to have to spend 40 bucks a month and sign up for that pro account right from the get-go. From Amazon's own beginner's guide, which you can see is sell.amazon.com slash beginners hyphen guide. Check that out for some of this in written form. You're going to need the following information, your bank account and routing number, a chargeable credit card. This one actually surprisingly catches a few people off guard. And one tip I'll give you is don't use the same credit card that you use on your own personal account. That's going to get stuck in the identity verification step, and you're going to have some challenges with that. A government-issued national ID, so if you live in the United States, driver's license will work out. Passport's also okay in pretty much most countries, although they do prohibit setting up Amazon accounts in about 50 countries, believe it or not. Tax information, so this is your FEIN ID that you file with the uh, federal government for your tax information and a cell phone number. They say phone number, but they really mean cell phone number. When you go to set up a Seller Central account, they're going to send you a code to your text message. You can no longer do this with a Google Voice number or some VoIP. doesn't work anymore. Don't even try it. By the way, if you're opening up a second account, this isn't your first rodeo. None of the uh, multiple account scenarios really matter anymore. You don't have to ask for permission. Just go ahead and do it. Just don't sell the same accounts on two uh, two accounts and you should be just fine. Uh, but you will need to get that $40 uh, per month professional plan and I highly recommend you start with that. Once you have your account up and running, I actually recommend that you retail arbitrage just one single run. Go down to any store. It doesn't really matter if you're buying clearance. It doesn't matter if you're going to go over to that um, that that shop that's got some old items and, and used stuff, bookshop or otherwise, it doesn't matter to me. Just pick something to go through the motions of shipping into Fulfilled by Amazon. And the reason why I recommend doing this even before you select a private label brand or anything like that is because you're going to learn a lot just by simply going through the exercise. So you're not trying to make money by doing some retail arbitrage and quite frankly, the most money that I usually see people make running a retail arbitrage account by themselves in their first year is about $35,000 doing it full time. $40,000 maybe if you're exceptional at it. So it's really a really difficult net profit, high investment uh, business model. And so I don't generally recommend retail arbitrage or drop shipping. Those models were really cool five, six, seven years ago. 
They really hit their peak two or three years ago and, and they've been descending since then. There are many YouTube channels out there that talk about the value of doing those things. I'm not one of them. I'm a private label brand builder. So what that means is if you want to build a brand and go from you know putting in the effort to launch two to 10 SKUs and then have something that's stable by itself and you're building a community, that's my channel and hit the subscribe button if that's what you're looking for. So once you do some retail arbitrage, what you're looking to do is just pick like three or five different products. You can buy one quantity each, it doesn't matter. Just enough that you're gonna then take out your cell phone, you're gonna scan the item using the Seller Central app, you're gonna load it into your Seller Central account, and then you're gonna ship it into FBA, and you're just gonna go through the motions of purchasing an item, loading it on your account, and selling it. If you cannot complete this successfully, do not continue on. This is your litmus test to see if you're capable of running this as a professional and a model. And this is gonna knock people out if you're you know, on the older side, 65 years old and older, and you're looking for this retirement plan. This is not what you're looking for. Um, but for those that are ready to make some serious investments and continue down that path, and you run through the test motion, go on to step four which is come up with a private label item or three. I like three because for every three products you launch, typically one is going to do exceptionally well, the second is just going to break even, and the third is just going to fall flat on its face. And this is a good ratio even for an Amazon professional, such as myself, because even all out of my three, generally only one does well. So the most important thing that you keep in mind on this step is to stick to what you know. So for example, I played chess when I was growing up. I taught in more than 200 elementary schools in Utah. I was a competitive chess player, played in the US Open. I did all these things, I played in the tournaments and I've read over a couple hundred chess books. If I was gonna launch an item in the chess genre, I would be exceptionally good at it. Why? Because I understand the chess community, I could be the face of the brand, I could show all of my tournament knowledge, and I could, I could talk on and on about how triple-weighted pieces are so much cooler and better than the flimsy plastic stuff you see at the grocery store, right? So whatever your item is, if you're a dentist and you understand hygiene, then cool, you can follow up on those bamboo whatever um, items that pick your teeth and whatnot. But if you aren't familiar with an item, if you're not like, this is not your personal hobby, you're not... Uh, a decade of experience in it, and you're just looking to you know, a, a, a get-rich-quick scheme on Amazon, this is not a good fit. Don't do that. And the reason is, is if you start with some professional tool, the Jungle Scouts or the Helium 10s of the world, uh, you're going to be looking at the same product data that everybody else is. And when you think about it, that data is going to convince everybody to buy the same stuff. And what happens is, is if you look at the data and say, oh, there's this spike in demand, well, everybody and their dogs runs over to that one spike in demand, and the next thing you know it, there's 10 of you selling that same item off Alibaba, and then it's a race to the bottom on price, and nobody's having a good, good day. And, and so if you honor this, and you think about the thing that you're really good at, and you stick to it, you can build a community after all of the things that you're trying to accomplish and so that's what I recommend. You, you're going you're gonna to select something that you're really dang good at. You, I mean, if you're a plumber and you're, you're a blue-collar worker and you just understand that there's this one type of wrench that is just so awesome and nobody else understands this wrench better than you, 
that's a great item to launch on Amazon. I've seen more blue collar uh, type workers who are understand the product from using it themselves and, and they're, they're, they're product experts be successful on Amazon than the white collar Excel wizards who just have money, right? It, like I've seen way more blue collar success than white collar success coming at the product selection stage. So what you're going to do is you're going to pick that one genre and you're going to find one to three items that you just think would just crush it on Amazon based on your own personal experience. Step five though, this is when you're going to verify the selection with research. One of the tools that you could use is Helium 10's black box. Now it doesn't matter to me what tool you use. You could use Jungle Scout and all kinds of other tools as well. But I like to use Helium 10 for the keyword tools that you'll need after you launch. So here is the black box. To get in here, you're just gonna select on tools, go to black box. It's under the product research. You can also select Trendster and find some other trends and stuff like that. But if you do it, step four and then step five, pick your item and then do product research, I think you're gonna be better off. You don't really wanna look at the data to, to taint your own process before you get there. That's just my personal opinion. So let's let's say I'm gonna start a chess product. So I put in title keyword chess. I haven't fixed any of the other filters yet. And you're gonna see, oh, I, I see a lot of chess sets. I see a lot of chess books and a bunch of other random stuff. So here's a keychain for a chess gift and stuff like that. So when we go up to the top here, I could select lots of different things. I could say, I want at least 10,000 revenue on an item. Um, and I want the item to be at least $15. I do generally recommend staying within an item that's at least higher, higher than $15 when you first launch. You're just gonna be way better off from a margin standpoint. So let's just see what that filter does and start with that. And as we scroll down, that knocked out pretty much all of the books. And now we have a bunch of chess sets um, which are really cool looking and, and we got wooden chess sets and, and now you can see the monthly sales and the revenue and the price and the reviews and all this good stuff. So now we're getting somewhere, right? But there's still what, 102 products, 102 products that do at least $10,000 a month on Amazon that have the word chess in it uh, and are above a $15 price point. So when we start doing some research and saying, oh, well, I really want to launch a chess set, the research is very easy. Here's the type of chess set that I've, I've always sold when I was teaching chess lessons and growing up. And we've got a whole bag here, chess set with extra queens and a roll-up vinyl board for 28 bucks. This is the standard wholesale type chess set that people are typically going to launch. Over a thousand reviews. This is exactly the sort of thing that I would want to give my own students. And we love the algebraic notation, all that good stuff. And so when you're doing your product research, you're gonna stick to what you know, and then you're gonna come in here and say, hey, is there enough trend for this? Well, if we were gonna try and get into chess sets here, it's pretty obvious that it is. Uh, one of the things you could do also is just type into Amazon chess sets like this, and then use another tool called X-Ray. This is one of the, the Chrome extension. And what we're gonna do is just see kind of like what's the overall volume of the category by running this X-Ray just on one keyword, we'll get a pretty good idea. So about $636,000 in revenue per month just off one keyword search volume. And that's generally speaking on the top 30 or so items. And so this is not gonna necessarily be a full snapshot, but it gives a pretty good idea. 
Then over here on the right, you can see the success store score and Helium is rating this a one star or 16 on it. And what the tooltip says is as follows. Significant factors impacting the success store, the FBA fee, it's average. Distribution of fulfillment costs, costs, price, standard deviation, moderate variation in pricing, and they look at the market is dominated by small groups of sellers or it's mature or restricted market. So that's how they're coming up with that success store. So it's a low success store um, based on that. Here you can see the average BSR and the average reviews is about 3,000. So it's an extremely mature market. It would be very difficult to launch a chess set. So if I was really set on trying to launch a chess set on Amazon and all of a sudden uh, I came in and looked at this data, I might say, mm, let me go back to the brainstorming uh, phase. And then you would come back in here and look for alternatives and try and figure something else out. But that's, that's stage five. You're going to look at the data and try and justify what you're trying to do and look at all of these products. Now, let's say that the data was favorable. The next step would be to go ahead and buy at least three competitors' products. In here, we're just going to hit add to cart. We're going to grab this board. We're going to buy two other ones, and we're going to find ones that we think are, are the most similar to. We're going to look at the estimated revenue, maybe buy a couple of the, the best sellers. We're also going to look at the reviews. There is a 4.7. We're going to read the one-star reviews here to see what they don't like about it. Counterfeit, counterfeit, cheap AF, waste of money, cheap quality, not worth it, odor, poor quality, glued poorly, not worth the money. So you get the idea. If you're going to try and beat these guys, you're going to try and beat them from one side or another. You're either going to come in and beat them on price which generally, if you win on price, you're going to lose on price tomorrow. But if you try to beat them on quality, you have a shot because their quality had some issues. So that's that would be the next step um, in, in the process. So step six would be order competitor products. And the reason you're going to do this is because you want your hands on them. You need physical, tangible goods to try and understand what they're doing and then compare it against your own idea. And you can then say or give yourself kind of a gut check on whether this is a good idea or no, this is not such a good idea. Step seven, this is when you're going to come in and buy directly from the manufacturer, China, Alibaba, wherever you can get your uh, source from. And you're going to buy some samples. So then you're going to be able to compare your sample against the competitor product and then you're going to say, hey, does this make sense? Yes, my products have equal or better quality. Now, when you think about it, though, it'd be better to hit the competition from a new angle. So maybe all the chess boards on Amazon are green. You're going to hit them from red. Don't do that, obviously, but you get the idea. Maybe if you come out from a different color or a different size, if they sell bamboo sticks for camping and they're just too short and you come to market with something that's 20 inches longer, that's something to set yourself apart from the competition to give yourself a shot. The most common place that people go to buy samples from is Alibaba. Most of the tools, Helium 10, Jungle Scout, and many, many others have direct partnerships with Alibaba. So when you're doing your product research, you can just jump right over and check it out. Um, now, keep in mind when you're shopping on Alibaba, it makes a lot of sense to place phone calls. Don't just do quotes. Don't try and negotiate price on the first order. They are penny wise, pound foolish, and you're going to run into them cutting corners if you do that. 
once you've got your own test and you've gone through the motions, you'll see and understand what I'm saying. There's a lot of different video content I would recommend that you check out before you place your order with with uh, anybody off Alibaba, but at least get samples from more than one manufacturer and check them out. So if we're going to come in here and just type in chess set and see what's available, you can see there's all kinds of different types of chess sets and maybe we want to narrow this down to vinyl, for example. And and in here you go, $7 per chess set. And we could come in and order a bunch of these. And here's the reviews on them. Here's the pricing. You can see all of the information about them, how they manufacture it, who's ordered from them before, where it comes from, how long they've been manufactured, how many transactions. Bunch of good information is available on uh, on Alibaba about it, but just keep in mind a lot of people are um, cheating and sharing information and ripping off photos from each other. It's just kind of the culture over in China. Just be prepared for bribery, be prepared for cutting of corners, and for them not really expecting you to place a second order. Uh, so you don't really have any negotiation power is what I'm trying to tell you. But ultimately, that's step eight. You're going to go in there and you're going to place your order and you're going to get it shipped to yourself. I do recommend that you get an inspection. I do recommend that you check the items before you just flip them directly into Amazon because if you don't, the first person who's going to see your item is the customer and they're going to leave negative reviews when inevitably something goes wrong. So order small. You generally you want to stick close to that MOQ. That's the first acronym you're going to need to understand, and that's called the minimum order quantity. And you don't want the Chinese to know it's your first order or that you don't know what you're doing because they will take full advantage of that. You may want to even hire an intermediate party, but generally not when you're a beginner um, because you're trying to keep costs down. You're just going to have to tough it out yourself. So once you've done your order then, while you're waiting for it to ship over, because it can take weeks and weeks for the item to go from China over to the United States or wherever you're selling it, it can take a long time. I do recommend uh, that right before you place your order that you select a brand name and after you place your order and you get your sample, here is step nine and it is file a trademark. I have personally filed more than 1,000 trademarks at my Amazon guy and there's a bunch of content you can follow and look at and check out these videos about how to file a trademark and what to do. This is something that you absolutely want to buy from uh, an Amazon trademark service such as my Amazon guy because most of the attorneys out there are not going to understand how the trademark is interpreted by Amazon. It will save you a lot of challenges and problems. I have over 20 different FAQs on my website explaining why you need to do what you need to do and all the challenges that come from it. And I have a full brand registry guide. And that's the reason why you need the trademarks to get brand registered on Amazon. And keep in mind that a word mark, I cannot stress this enough, a word mark is in your best interest as a business. Because if you do a design mark, Amazon could interpret that mark in a variety of different ways. If you wanted to have a, a, a logo mark that had a popcorn symbol on it, and then you didn't put the word popcorn on it, spelled funky or whatever you want, then Amazon could interpret that brand name to be whatever they want. All caps, proper case, spacing, all kinds of things can go wrong. So stick to a word mark when you file that trademark, select a brand name, and then get that brand name printed onto your item at least to get brand registry or throw a sticker on it, something. If you don't invest in packaging, you want to brown box it, that's understandable to keep costs down. 
but you will absolutely need a trademark to be successful on Amazon. One thing you can do to try and generate your brand name is use a brand name generator. You type in something like chess man and then boom, here's all the different things. And then once you have something like that selected, you can then hire the trademark service. They will run a search to see if anybody else has filed something along those lines. And then you can get your brand name selected. After you have your brand name and everything is ordered and it's on the way, your next step is step 10. This is to ship it directly into Amazon. Um, I do, again, recommend you go to your house, to your warehouse, to your garage, wherever you can get your own hands on it, and then ship a small quantity directly into Amazon FBA. It might be 50 to 200 quantity and hold and reserve the rest of your items. Then um, once you've got it on the way into Amazon, step 11 is going to be to set up the ads. Step 12 will be to do a full listing optimization, which I'll cover next. And the reason why step 11 and 12 kind of happen so quick and next to each other is because now you're on a clock. You have to have all this done. Um, most of the basics on Amazon are pretty straightforward. There's nothing earth shattering here. You're going to select a large title with keywords in it. You're going to take photography. You're going to hire somebody, whether it's your own cell phone snapshots, photoshopping items like we did in the backdrop to an infographic you find on iStock photos. But make sure you fill out six photos Add in a seventh video. One of the easiest things you can do here is just do a box opening yourself and just touch and feel your product and talk about it. Uh, you could set up parentage if you got more than one item with different colors and different box options. Fill out your bullet points so they're really chock full of features. But keep in mind that the text is for the robots. The photos are for the people. You're, and the benefit of having that trademark and brand registry is it's going to allow you these sections from the brand. This is a brand story. Notice how I can link back and forth between products. These are all products I've personally launched. By the way, this item right here, I did more than $144,000 in launching in four weeks, $11,000 in ads. This past year, though, it dipped down to $65,000. So even if you find a winner um, last year, the next year, it may only do half or even less than that. So keep in mind that sometimes items have a short lifespan on Amazon. Here's the A-plus content. It's, it replaces the product description. Lots of photos, lots of text, crawlable text because A-plus content or enhanced brand content does index for search engine optimization. There's a lot of keyword data and a lot of things you may not know about um, as you get started, product grids and linking back and forth between products, lots of sophisticated optimization techniques that you're going to need to do. But when you go to set up ads, keep this in mind. Make sure you set up an auto campaign and several manual campaigns with no more than five keywords per manual campaign in what's called sponsored products. Sponsored products are going to be your entire budget when you're first starting out. Ignore brand and display until you master sponsored products. And in here, you're just going to select some very basic stuff. So the first campaign should absolutely be this auto campaign with a low bid, like 75 cents, and just let it run. You're going to add some negations to the keywords to manage it. But by and large, that's pretty much all you need to do. Other campaigns that you'll make, you're going to set up manual campaigns and select the manual dropdown on keyword targeting and pick, uh, pick the item that you're selling. So I've got a Father's Day Papa Bear. Here's, here's a customizable product where you can select the child's names on each product. It's kind of cool. You can customize it. You can do white, black, green, black, and, and whatnot. Number of kids, three kids, and the names of the kids separated by commas so somebody can get them uh, onto the cup, right? And so let's say we're setting up a campaign for that. We might come in here and put in gift for dad, uh, gift 
pop a bear, you know, stuff like that. Add the keywords like that. Uh, you can select the keywords and here you go. These are differences between broad phrase and exact match. I do recommend that you just start with simple broad match keywords until you have a couple hundred dollars in spend. Test to see what's going to make the most sense to run some exact keyword targeting. When you're first launching out, I do recommend that if, if you're going to be investing in to your COGS, your cost of goods, um, of somewhere between two and three thousand dollars in COGS, you're also going to want to spend about two to three thousand dollars in ads. It's equally important to the cost of goods because it'll get the product off the ground. When you first launch an item, if you don't spend a lot on ads, it just simply won't go anywhere. You'll be dead in the water and wondering why you went through the full process. Um, and so there's just so many things that you need to do and keep in mind uh, when you're launching products like this so that they are successful and they're not just duds from the get-go. After you get your full listing optimized, your ads are fully set up, eventually your item is going to go live. And this is step 13. You need to continuously optimize. You may not get one of these things right between step 1 and step 12. And step 13 is about fixing those mistakes I feel like my, my own animal, if, if I was going to be an animal, is a hummingbird. I like to iterate. I'm super fast, I'm agile, and I'm just constantly beating my wings, but I'm going to get that nectar, right? And as an entrepreneur, that iteration is so important. If you try and cut this twice or measure it twice and cut once, rather, you're going to be in a world of pain because Amazon is about continuous optimization. That main photo that you thought was good may suck. You may have to run an A-B test with PicFu or another program so that you can fix the main photo. You may have to tweak the copy. You may have to redo the entire customer avatar because you thought this product was going to be purchased by women and you bought a blowtorch for cream boulet. But then all of a sudden you find out that 70% of your customers are divorced men trying to impress dates in the home kitchen and they actually like to smoke cigars after they have dinner. And you have to redo your photography to show them smoking a cigar after doing their thing in the kitchen to impress the ladies. This is about continuous optimization. And once you've done that, you're ready for phase four, 14, which is order more products and repeat step one through 13. And you're going to do it all over again, um, although you'll have the account up and running. But then you're just going to keep launching products. Uh, I've launched hundreds and hundreds of products on Amazon. And some of the things that I've done, you can see uh, from my Age of Sage store. Just type in amazon.com slash Age of Sage and you can see some of the things I've done. Um, I've launched thousands of products in beauty and gift and tumblers and all kinds of fun things and wine glasses. Um, I, I, I rode the baby shark wave. Um, I've done so many different things. I've given doing gift boxes like this. The, the world is your oyster and what you launch. I've even done incense and smudge sticks. Even though I've never used one of these products myself, I've been able to successfully launch brands and get the number one new release badge and incense and all kinds of cool things and make money selling products online. So now if all of this sounded like a lot of stress and headache and you're like, I get it, but I don't want to do it myself, check us out at myamazonguy.com. We have on-demand coaching to guide you through some of this. Um, and if you want, we also have some courses over at mag-school.com. You can select that and check it out as well. Courses for as little as $10 to understand how to navigate the catalog, do design work for a not that, by the way, that class is built for non-designers, PPC courses and how to revive your sales and SEO and a lot more coming. And we're going to have a lot of more things coming soon. So you don't want to go alone. 
It's not me against you selling on Amazon. It's all of us collectively against Amazon. My name is Stephen Pope. I'm the founder of My Amazon Guy, and we're the world leader in Amazon education. So check out these videos next with beginner tutorials on how to get started on Amazon.